everyone. It's your host, Polly Siegel. And for anyone who doesn't know me, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, certified addiction specialist, and master level trained mindfulness practitioner. I own a counseling practice in both Colorado and Illinois, and I specialize in trauma, OCD, and anxiety. If you live in either of those two states, feel free to reach out to me for a consultation and we can begin the therapeutic journey together. Now on to the good shit. Welcome to season three of Shit Talking Shrinks. Gosh, I'm so excited. I will be featuring experts in the healing space and we're discussing a variety of mental health topics, the human experience, and society at large while creating levity along the way. Get ready to laugh, learn a lot, and change your life for good. This episode is sponsored by Joyous. Okay, I have to tell you about this incredible company, Joyous. It's an at-home ketamine treatment that delivers ketamine to your door for $129 a month, which is absolutely unheard of because most ketamine treatment is hella expensive. And what ketamine does is it helps our prefrontal cortex work more optimally. And the prefrontal cortex helps with decision-making, problem-solving, emotional regulation. It's the part of the brain that gets us through hard shit. And so if you're someone who has struggled with anxiety and depression and you've tried antidepressants or you've tried mood stabilizers and they haven't helped, ketamine is absolutely the next step. And I have seen my clients thrive while using ketamine. Joyous makes it super easy to access this life-changing medicine. And you can start the process by visiting www.joyous.team. You guys, you got to get on it and try it. Trust me, you won't look back. Hello, everyone. Oh my God, I have been so excited for this fabulous guest. And I have literally been counting down the nanoseconds until you join me, Esther. So for anyone listening in, I have Esther Safarti. You are such a unique guest and you're so unique because I think you provide a very different take and perspective and vantage point when it comes to women navigating dating or women in relationships with men. I know a lot of your work is really in like the heterosexual realm, but I find that it's so different than the typical psychologist or the typical mental health professional. And that is why I was so drawn to have you join the show because it's a perspective that I think people need to play with. So before we jump into it, tell us about your philosophy, how you as a psychologist got into specializing with women and providing these types of guidance. Thank you so much for this beautiful intro. You really lit me up. I don't know if I'm that different. I think what I hear from my clients is that I go old school. I do believe in old school. I think that one of the main issues we are dealing with nowadays is that we women have changed so much. We have done so much to be more free, but we've taken our freedom like all the way. You know, it started with being independent financially, but then we took it also into our personal lives. And I think that because we women have changed so much, we kind of live like men nowadays. Not kind of, we live like men. We're out there, we're working, we're struggling in a man's world. So we've imitated kind of how men are. And that is actually an obstacle. So in our fight or our wish to be free, we've actually created an obstacle to create healthy relationships with men. You know, what's so interesting, and I think you've named it, is you're right. Women as society have become so progressive. 
We want to be liberated. We want to be free. We want to have the same rights, the same privileges. And I believe wholeheartedly we deserve that as women. And in the same breath, I think it is a turnoff for men. Would you find that that's sort of the experience that men aren't calibrating to the modern woman in the same way as women maybe in past generations? Most men I talk to are extremely frustrated. I speak to men who actually tell me they prefer to be single because they don't know anymore what women want. Because women, we've liberated ourselves, right? So we believe that we now have the right to ask for a lot. You know, women used to ask for a husband, but now it's not enough. We want him to be our friend. We want him to be a good father. We want him to advise us. We want him to help in the household because we also work now. So we expect so much from one human being. Let's say it's not even your husband. It's one person. It's impossible to expect all that from one man. So men are very frustrated. Women are angry at men. That's what I see a lot. We are angry because we don't get what we want. We don't get what we think we deserve. And men are frustrated because they don't know anymore how to court a woman. Because the rules have changed so much because we women do whatever we want. So would you say that women are demanding too much from men? I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, right? But yes, I do. And I'm older now. So I think I've seen so much to make up the bill that it just doesn't work. We have more divorce than ever, right? It's a huge risk to get married. It's almost, I would tell my own children, maybe better don't get married because you'll be divorced and it will be the most expensive problem you'll ever have in your life. Not just psychologically and financially, but also for the next generation, for your children, you know, because we've kind of lost how to communicate together because the roles have changed so much. And we women, we have become so aggressive because we've taken on this style of man, this masculine energy that we talk about all over the internet. And it's hard for a woman when you struggle out there and you have to bring money home and you have to raise your kids and you have to deal with the husband. It's hard. I understand. It's not easy to come home and be suddenly all soft and feminine in your beautiful feminine energy. But what I also know, and I never knew this when I was very young, somebody then told me this and I never forgot this. A relationship is not, oh, we get married and we live together for happily ever after. A relationship needs work for the rest of your life. And this is another thing that we women don't want to accept. Okay. So a question that's been burning within me, Esther, is what are the common mistakes that women make as they're interacting with men in the dating process, but also in a relationship with a man? Everything that we do wrong already starts from the beginning. One thing that we do wrong is we give way too soon too much to a man. We meet a man, we like him, we fall for him. And because nowadays there's no restrictions, we forget about our boundaries. You know, we know that we should have boundaries in theory. And we read all these self-help books about it. But when we meet that guy who we actually really like, we just fall for him immediately. We forget about everything. When a woman is in love, especially after having slept with him, because then she is more attached to him, everything goes wrong. Because when you give so easily of yourself to a man, a man has nothing to work for. It's in a man's nature. Also, men nowadays, 
that they have to work to earn your love. So if you just give of yourself so easily, he has nothing to pursue. He has you there on a platter. So that's one mistake we make. And I think another big mistake women make is that we meet a guy and because we want to settle, we want to know how our lives will go. It makes us feel safe when we know, okay, he is it. You know, we can just go into our fantasy world and with him we have kids and I don't need to bother. I'm off the dating market. So you treat him like a husband while he's your boyfriend. So you cook for him, you clean for him, you expect him to play husband as well. So if he doesn't call on time, you're all upset. Or if he doesn't invite you to a family dinner, you think it's wrong because now you're together and you should be together forever. So you don't give this man space to literally show you who he is. When you meet a guy, I always say, hire slow and fire fast. Take it slowly when it comes to dating. See who this person is. Let him be him to show you who he is. When you start to push and guide and mold him into this perfect husband that you want, then you never know who you're dealing with, right? So those are two main mistakes women make. So I always say, take it slow. And when once you see that he's just not your guy, because we women, we always try to fix everything. I get these questions every day. Esther, what can I do? He did this, he did that. Are you not happy? Are you not satisfied? Then move on. You know, don't hang in there for so long and endless conversations and problems and issues. It's not that complicated. Right, right. Well, I think what you've done for the modern woman that's listening in and on your advice is you've made it simple. It is simple. I know, but we as women make things very complicated. There's a lot of analytics and there's a lot of evaluation and assessment. Like we're constantly looking at this man and we're, you know, doing mathematical formulas over here. (laughs) This is the thing, you know, men grow up and they learn from their home, from school, from the society, how to treat a woman. Every man knows that you should, in theory, open the door, get her gifts, buy flowers, take her out on date. You know, he kind of knows the rules, but we women, All we know is that he should do the work, he should be the guy, he should run after you. We have no clue how to treat a man. We have no clue what that man really wants. We don't accept men for who they are. Men are, I'm sorry to say this, they're more limited than women. Because we, by nature and through history, we've always been into everything at the same time. You know, work, help our men in the field when women were not working. They were still helping their husbands. Uh, raising the kids, doing household job, taking care of other family members. And the man was working, right? Now we expect so much. We don't accept our men that they are only limited. They're able to do two things at the same time, I always say. You cannot ask from a man too many things at the same time. He just can't deliver. But we don't want to hear it. We don't accept it. So that's a big problem. We are expecting men to be able to show up in a capacity that they're not able to. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, because the problem is that we women have changed so much, but men have not changed that much. So that's why I always say to be able to have more healthy relationships in the future, that people can be hopeful to have a partner for a very long time in your life, you have to go backwards instead of forwards. So the rules have always been the rules, but we just don't like them anymore. We want to change all the rules, but you can't change how people are, right? You can't change a man, 
So just let him be who he is and see if that's good enough for you. And if he's not, move on. But don't try to like mother him and people get very confused with all these complicated thoughts. It's very, very simple. Yeah. I mean, this you've dedicated your entire life to this. And I think that's what's so cool is that I'm slow to respond because I think that I fall into this common mistake where I'm not willing to accept the new rules of the game. And as I'm hearing you chat about it and saying the game is the same, the woman is different, the man is pretty much the same, and that women aren't wanting to accept the rules anymore. How do we move forward if we don't want to accept the rules? It's a big problem because one of the reasons why we don't want to accept the rules is that in our minds, we don't need a man anymore, right? We only need him, let's say, if he adds something to our lives that we cannot give to ourselves, like have a child. You can even have a child by yourself, right? Let's say you want the ideal setting, you want to have a family. So for that thought, you would have to meet a guy for that concept. I mean, yeah, you cannot really change how women are. You can just educate them and try to influence them, you know, to understand that we have to go back. Because the issue is that men are starting to change as well right now. Men are starting to demand more from women because they're like, okay, wait a minute. You know, you're all so great. Then I want a woman who's educated. I want her to be good looking. I want her to be in good shape. You know, they're waking up as well. So it will just be a huge clash if we don't stop to expect so much. Every relationship goes wrong because of our expectations. Our expectations are too high. And I'm not saying sell yourself cheap and all that when you're a high value woman. Of course, you want a high value man. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you should be realistic. I think that through the internet, through dating apps, we have all these illusions that we have endless choices out there, right? So we don't want to work for this one relationship because to work for a relationship means that every day you have to show up and be your best. We do the opposite. In the beginning, we make ourselves pretty. We do everything to get this guy, you know, falling for us. And then once we have him, we walk around in tracksuits, no makeup day and whatever, because, you know, we don't need to do that anymore. Why? Doesn't he want to have you look pretty every day? Doesn't he have the right to that? But that goes back to what you're saying around the rules are changing. Women are believing that we should be able to show up however we want to show up. That could be in a, you know, 4XL t-shirt and sneakers. And that a man should still love us and accept us and embrace us regardless if we look like a troll, right? That's us trying to change the rules again. We're like, dude, you know, this is how I am. I'm tired. I've been working all week. I want to walk around all weekend with dirty air, eat mostly out of the box and be in my tracksuit. Of course, you can do that. But if I think in a logical way, is there a man who finds that attractive? I don't think so. And Probably if a man would say, oh, I don't mind. The only reason he says that because he's afraid to get into a fight with her over this. Yeah. But I guess we've, we have women have convinced ourselves that we're still going to be just as desirable in that state. And I think what you're saying is we're not. <laughs> yeah. Because we think we don't need him. If you don't like it, then leave. Because we have this illusion that there's this endless pool of men out there who we can choose from. But when you said that, one of the biggest mistakes that women make is that they give too much. 
Can you define what does it mean to give too much in the beginning? What we do is we meet a guy, we fall in love, and because we want him to like us, we think that by giving of ourselves, by giving him love, he will love us back. That's our mistake. It doesn't work like that. He will actually love you less because when you give of yourself so easily, he has nothing to work for. The rules are that a man, even nowadays, still men have to work to earn a woman's love. That's it. Very simple. So if you're there and you have given him everything because you're so desperate, let's say, for him to love you back, then you've lost him. He cannot respect that. So you're saying we as women need to allow a man to work and show up and put effort into courting us. Yes. Give him the space to do that. And if he doesn't, that's very simple again. That means he doesn't like you enough. Because a guy is not shy and therefore he doesn't call you. No. If he likes you, he will try everything that he can do to be in touch with you, to see you, to be close to you. Guys who text, I always say this, this is another big issue we have nowadays. Guys who text but never show through their actions that they are actually interested in you are just not interested enough. But then we don't want to accept it because we're like, yeah, but he said, he's been texting with me for a month. I don't care. doesn't mean anything in his world. So this is a problem. We women, we want to believe men. You know, we want to listen to him and believe him. You should never listen to a man. You should only look at his actions because men are action-oriented. So therefore, if as a woman, this is another thing that's maybe interesting to mention, we like to nag, right? That's what we know. We want to complain. We don't like something about it. He needs to know. He needs to understand. And if he doesn't get it the first time, we'll tell him tomorrow and we'll tell him next Friday and we'll insist until he gets it. It's way easier to let a man know how you feel through your actions. If, for example, you want him to buy your flowers and you're like, you never buy me flowers. Why don't you buy me flowers? And you haven't bought me flowers since a year now and all that. It's not going to inspire him to buy flowers. What's going to inspire him is if you buy yourself flowers and he comes home from work and you're like, oh, look at these flowers. They're so beautiful. Oh my goodness. The house is completely different with this beautiful bouquet and it smells so nice. That will inspire him. So instead of us addressing it and being like, why didn't you do blank or I want blank or I need blank, you're saying just show in our own actions what makes us feel good. Yes, because he is action oriented. So what he remembers are actions. He doesn't remember what you said. I have this all the time with male friends. For example, you say, don't forget next Friday we have your mom's birthday, an example. Next Friday comes. Of course, he has forgotten. I mean, he doesn't remember anything. I'm sorry, I don't want to put man down, but it's just the way it is. They remember maybe 20% of what you say. So show it through your actions if you want something from him, because that's what he will remember. He won't remember what you said, but he will remember what you did. Okay, so let's create a scenario and you'll walk us through how to approach it using your philosophy. So let's say I'm making these two people up. We have Sarah and Tom. Sarah really wants her partner to be more romantic, wants him to show up in a more loving and empathetic way, feels emotionally disconnected. How would Sarah address this with Tom? This is a very common problem 
this is a problem that many couples have because we women want so much. It's very hard for us to accept what he can give us. But one thing you can do and you should do is instead of asking him to give you more attention, this actually shows a weakness. It doesn't show strength because you're asking him to give you something. What you should do is take yourself out. Because when a man sees that you're happy and you're glowing and you're doing your thing and you're independent and you're thriving and you're not mean to him, right? You're very sweet to him. You're very loving to him. But meanwhile, you're doing your own thing because he's not taking you out. You're going out with your own friends. That is what will inspire him. So it's the opposite of what we women actually do. Because we will go to him and say, Tom was his name. Was his name Tom? I don't yeah, remember. His name, is Tom. <laughs> his name is Tom. The imaginary guy. I want to go out. You never take me out. You never do this. You never do that. There is only one way you could talk to him. By saying to him, I feel neglected. I'm so sorry. Instead of blaming him. Because the one thing that all men hate, they hate the feeling of having done something wrong. So they will avoid it at all costs to touch that subject. They will shove it under the carpet and forget about it. They don't want to feel that they do something wrong. It's the worst thing you can do to a man. When you talk to him about an issue, he's not giving you enough attention, he's not bringing you flowers, whatever, and you don't want to start with showing him through your own actions by going out with your own friends, you could sit with him and tell him away, you know, I know that you want to do everything for our relationship to make us both happy. It's just that sometimes I feel this and that. That's how you address it. We are very emotional. But men are more sensitive than women. And that's another thing we women don't like to accept. I want to take a quick pause to talk about our sponsor, a company called BetterHelp. It's an online therapy platform where all the therapists are licensed and accredited professionals. It's affordable. You pay a low flat fee for therapy with your therapist. And it's convenient. Do it at your own time and at your own pace. And you can communicate with your therapist as much as you want and whenever you feel is needed. And more importantly, it's effective. Thousands of people have benefited from therapy using BetterHelp, and we're really grateful to offer all of our listeners 10% off your first month. So if you're interested in receiving therapy ASAP, click the link in our show notes and you can get started and you get to save money. What are, in your opinion, other things that women don't want to accept about men that you feel we should accept about them? What don't we want to accept? Okay, we don't want to accept them for who they are. We don't want to accept what they give us. For example, he gives you a blue bag and you wanted a pink bag. You're going to let him know this. I think you should accept what he's able to give you because the mindset of a man is that he will always try to fix things, right? Men are fixers, they're doers, they're action-oriented. His way of thinking is that he will do something for you. He wants to make you happy. So if you don't accept it, then you paralyze him. You make him feel paralyzed. He doesn't know what to do. If you tell him, I don't like the pink bag, I wanted the blue bag or the other way around. So I think that it all starts with that. Just accept him for what he can give you. That's the rule number one. What happens if what he's able to give doesn't meet my needs? Well, then you need to find another man. It's so simple. Because you can't butcher him, hit him all the time and tell him you want more because you think you deserve more. If you're with a student, right, who has an X income, 
You can't expect him to take you out for dinner every Friday. You just can't afford it. But if my needs are that my boyfriend takes me out every Friday because I think I deserve it, I've been working all week, and this should be the least he could do for me, this should represent his masculinity, that he's able to at least take me out, then I'm with the wrong guy. Or I should be patient enough and wait until he finishes his studies. In your position, it's better to find someone new than trying to manipulate and bend and mold someone into this person you want. First of all, it's not sustainable to do that. Second of all, when you start manipulating a man, you push him away. Because that man, he will either do it because he doesn't want to be alone and wants to get laid all the time. So he wants to stay with you for sexual reasons or whatever. But he's not going to be a happy man. So it's very likely, very possible that at some point he will just break off the whole relationship. And it also doesn't make this woman happy. It shouldn't be such hard work, right? To try and fix him and it should flow. So if both partners can accept each other for who they are, all relationships would be much happier. Well, and I think it goes back. And again, this perspective is edgy. You know this from, you know, being on TikTok and getting pushed back from women. And it's more conservative than some of the more progressive or liberal ideas, which is not good or bad. It's just different. It's a fresh perspective that we as women, if we tried to go back to the basics, would we experience men or our relationships differently? And I think that's a thought-provoking place to be, is if I don't give my whole heart If I allow a man to lean in and show up and put in work, if I expect more reasonable things from my partner, would that inherently allow there to be a shift in the dynamic? And I think what you have found in your work is yes. Absolutely. All my clients who follow the rules that I didn't make them, right? I'm not some genius who says something new. I am just reshuffling to change the energy and go back. I think that I always teach my clients this one word and they write it down and they live by it. We as women, we should always restrict our energy. We should never, ever, ever give all of us to a man, even when we're married, because a man should always have an interest to pursue you. And what that means is that you as a woman owe it to yourself to always be busy with your self-development. You should never stand still. This is also something that I learned many years ago, and I didn't really realize it. But now that I'm much older, I know that that's exactly how it is. You want your man to always be interested in you and do things for you, court you and pursue you and all that. You have to be an investment for him. He must see you as an investment, right? It's like he goes and buys a Porsche. He knows that a Porsche costs money. So he must see that you actually love yourself, that you are busy with your self-development, that you go to the gym, you learn new languages, you are busy with your friends, you have your own life, your own work. And that's another thing we women don't realize, you know, that if you want to keep him on his toes to be interested in you, you have to invest in yourself. So you have to restrict with giving all of yourself so easily to him. Restrict is like the main thing that we women should do. Always restrict. There should always be a bit of mystery. Because a marriage especially will thrive when there is a bit of mystery. He doesn't need to know everything about you. 
if he knows everything about you, if he has seen it all, he again has nothing to work for. If he takes you for granted, you know, you're just there, you're a plant. What's he going to do? Just water you every now and then because you've dried up that badly. But that's not a healthy, nice relationship. But the other thing that we women do wrong, and this is something that is a major issue. We women, because we don't really understand ourselves so well, we don't choose the right partner. We think we have certain needs. We have this image of this guy who has to be good looking. He has to have a career. He has to have a nice car. He has to have the correct job. And we don't really look at who is this person? What is he actually about? What does he do when he's not working? Is he doing sports that I like to do as well? You know, we need to ask different questions when we talk about men. We should cut all this superficial stuff because that, at the end of the day, is not giving you a healthy relationship. You can't step into a marriage with the hopes that his good looks, his money in the bank, his nice car, and his nice family will get you through the marriage. As I listen to you, and, and I've followed your work for a while now, it's something that I feel resistant to want to try, but there's the desire to want different outcomes. Why do you resist? I think I feel resistant because that the modern woman to me is so much better than the old version of women. And maybe that's wrong to say. I'm just being vulnerable here. But I, I look at the 1950s housewife woman and I feel judgment towards her. Some of these ideas, although again, time and time again, I mean, women have lived this way for centuries. There's the resistance to want to step into an old school mentality because it almost feels like it could diminish my own power. My thoughts are that we can't go back to the 50s and we shouldn't, obviously. We've evolved. We live in a whole new era, all of us, not just women. But I do believe that we've kind of created a society in which we as women are now the leaders, right? We are almost narcissistic in our ways of dealing with men. And I think we can improve. As much as we've improved with we are educated now, we work, we are so much more than we were in the 50s, right? In the 50s, what we knew then or women knew then was how to cook a nice meal, how to not talk, how to be pretty, and how to accept your husband even if he was cheating, let's say. And now it's a good thing that we have more rights, obviously. But I think we should incorporate the good things from those days in the today. That's what I think we should do. And leave the bad stuff behind, obviously. But it's not a good thing that we women are, in a way, kind of narcissistic when we look at men. That's painful to me. It really hurts me. And whenever I work with clients who are resistant like you are, and in the beginning, they're very skeptical and they listen to me kind of, and I just, I sense how skeptical they are. At the end, they always find somebody through those ways. They find the person for them. And that's why I love my work so much, because I see the result. And I hope you know when I say resistant, it's not in any way to diminish the power of the philosophy. It's just so interesting as the modern woman to challenge ourselves to step into old ways or old dynamics or, you know, 
more conservative approaches. We're just so radical as women now. And there's like pride behind our radicalism. And I'm in no way judging that. I think there's a lot of richness and beauty to that. But I also want to validate and acknowledge that the philosophy that you present also gives an opportunity for there to be more softness, for there to be the ability to receive, to be gentle, to be tender, to be loving, to show up in divine feminine energy. And I think the radical woman is disconnected from their divine feminine energy. And your philosophy allows us to step into the more tender version of ourselves, which is really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, you know what's interesting? The more we know about relationships, the more books we read, the more we listen to people like me or whoever, the less we are connected. And that's in a way extremely sad. When I grew up, there was no internet. You know, we just copy pasted what our parents did and we did it all wrong. But nowadays, young women like you, like so many other women in the world, they have all the opportunity to educate themselves about themselves, but also about men. And what is really worrying me is that many young women, they don't know how to be with a man. They don't know how to approach him. I mean, young women, they don't understand. The most important thing for us was this, you know, setting ourselves free to liberate us, you know, to not have boundaries, to be able to vote, to be able to do any kind of job we wanted. But we don't realize that the most important thing for a man is that he wants to feel free. Maybe he's not free because he got married with you, but he needs to feel free. But we still, as women, are going after him with all these stories of expectations and he didn't do this right and why didn't you do that and he's a loser and if he can't just do that then what am I going to do with him? So that is an issue. Women don't know how to approach men, how to be with him, how to actually get from him what a woman wants, but in the right way. And I think what's so beautiful as we wrap up, what's so beautiful about our conversation today is I think it has offered listeners that there has to be a middle road, that anything too extreme, whether you're the 1950s housewife or you're the independent, I don't need no man, radical woman, both philosophies don't work. And so we have to find a way to get back to the middle where we can still show up as women and get our needs met, but do so with a little bit more tenderness, but also protectiveness. Like you said, not giving our entire essence to a man and to allow for them to show up and to work and to earn our love and our devotion. And so I'm hoping that listeners can walk away that it doesn't need to be extreme. There's the ability to take in more progressive mindsets and approaches and more old school approaches. And you can find this beautiful blend of creating all of it as you interact in dating and relationships. Does that feel like that's the sentiment for our listeners today? You said this so beautifully. I couldn't agree more. Amazing what you said. We can all learn so much more and we should. And I really hope that your podcast helps many people because it's time for change. We've all been so disappointed. So many mistakes have been made. We can do way better in relationships. And it's not that hard. Well, for everyone, Esther's content is on Instagram as well as TikTok. That will be in the show notes. And so you can access all of her magical 
approaches and philosophies. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you later. Bye.